0: Hello and welcome to Data Driven. In this live stream, Frank talks about the biggest security threat facing AI, how it's always been there, and how ChatGPT and Bing are exposing it. Sometimes, all you need is a little chatbot to go off the rails to expose things. All right, so welcome. It's been a while since I did a live stream. Um, Lots going on in Frank's world. have an update soon uh, as you can tell i still have the monitor and um still keeping busy uh but first off i want to let you all know uh want to tune in and two tomorrow i will be hosting a uh, free webinar uh on roads and how red hat openshift data science and red hat will help you uh, um, uh check out uh, first first day with the new mouth Will help you uh, grow your uh, ISV and system integrator business, um, and and check it out right now. It's it, we're going to talk uh, Red Hat OpenShift Data Science and how it is now available on prem and in and uh, no one else guaranteed. No one else can 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 pivot from edge to cloud to hybrid uh, to on prem and everywhere in between as gracefully as we can. And that is not the first time we're going to mention that but uh, just wanted to kind of a couple of things out there and uh, talk about something that I've noticed. And I suppose uh, based on the feedback I've seen on when I shared this on LinkedIn. Um, So let me me play this now and let's see if I can do this full screen. We don't really need the, but if you look at what's happening for those listening and not watching, uh, what you're seeing is a guy in Berlin Uh, artist basically took a uh, little red wagon filled with, according to the title, uh, 99 cell phones uh, and basically tricked Google Maps into believing that there was a traffic jam. Now, this is interesting because, um, one, uh, and basically saying that um, the stunt ended up rerouting cars to know the street and then the red streets uh, indicating traffic appeared on Google Maps. Now, in reality, there were no cars. It was just a gentleman uh, walking down the street, uh, Simon uh, Wecker, 99 Smartphones. Reminds me of the other song uh, in German, 99 Smartphones Go By. Uh, But basically, um, talks about how he created a traffic jam, and he's a performance artist. Uh, And this stunt part of his work. Now, it's interesting to kind of see, um, and he's actually called this Google Map Hacks. Now, this post has gotten a lot of uh, uptick and a lot of interaction. And I find it interesting because a couple of people were like, oh, this is a hoax. This is fake. I don't know. I'm not so sure about that. This is not the first heard about such a thing happening. Because basically what happens is when you have your smartphone, and uh, Android particularly, um, it will... Unless you actively turn it off, tracks your location and lets you know um, kind of where you are. So 99 phones um, or some number of phones go through and, um, you know, appear on the map to be in one place, all going at a very slow speed, walking speed. Uh, and that's out of the ordinary. That is going to fool an algorithm and basically, how do you def- defend against that, right? And this is ultimately kind of what we're seeing, you know, there's been a lot of, um, obviously chat GPT has been a big uh, topic of debate. And if you look at the disclaimers on chat GPT, what do they say? And they say, this may give you false information. All of this is to say that um, AI um, has a security, right? Algorithms in general, have a security, right? Because if, if somebody can walk through uh, a neighborhood with a wagon full of smartphones um, and trick the system to thinking that, um, that there's a traffic jam, what else can it do? Right? Now, the cool kids call this uh an adversarial environment where basically you're 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 trying to train an algorithm to behave in a way that the information coming in may be um invalid or intentionally made invalid. an adversarial environment if you will and this is something that i first heard the term uh in the fallout of k so Microsoft uh has had some some bad news of late uh in regards to some of the um uh misbehavior of uh, the Bing uh ChatGPT uh I think codenamed Sydney and you know this is all over the news right you know it it, it it's accused of getting even putting out veiled threats against certain journalists which is very bizarre but this is not their first controversy and certainly not their biggest controversy around 2014 2015 there was a chatbot called tay and tay was designed to go onto twitter and basically learn how to speak like people right it was it was a microsoft research project and in the matter of hours it started spewing out rather disturbing things uh some rather hateful things and kind of um um Hey, Andy's here. If you want to hop on, Andy, let me know. I'll uh, I'll send you the link and we can kind of talk about this because it's been way too long since we did a live stream um, together. So, um, and I see you're coming in from Twitch, which is cool. Um, one of the things that I think it's worth pointing out is that um, the, um have uh, lost much thought. Um, One of the things I want to point out is uh, kind of what happened in the aftermath of Tay. Now, I have my own questions about Tay. Uh, Way too long, but I'm wrapping up a geek thing. Awesome. Uh, One of the things, and I never shared this before, right? Because I was scared to death because, um, hey, Victoria. How's it going? Que pasa? Hoy es (laughs) Martí. Victoria is helping me uh, learn Spanish. Uh, she's an awesome um, sales rep and um, sales like uh, a uh, superstar in Argentina here at Red Hat. Uh, so, and again, I want to point out what I'm saying now is kind of just my personal experience and 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 a meeting I was at, that largely um, largely labeled as you know do uh, share and 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 confidential, right? So, but it is going on nine, eight nine years later. So I think the uh, I will change some of the um, the um, um, names to protect the innocent as well as the guilty. So, chatbot that was designed to interact with people on Twitter and do so in a way that it would learn kind of lingo and how to talk to people based on how people interacted with Tay and. That didn't go so well because it turned out that that became an attack surface for uh, people to take advantage of uh, Tay's uh, naive nature. And what ended up happening was they ended up pulling the plug on it about 12 hours later, which I've always had a question of why did it take 12 hours to notice what she was saying was kind of bad, right? Um, And I thought it was an interesting case study in how people uh, could be radicalized. Uh, in terms of um, uh, just in general. Like, how, how can people be radicalized? How does somebody go from just a regular person to someone who does really bad things, right? That's I think that is a, um, a question that poets, philosophers, and um, theologians have been pondering um, since as long as there have been people pondering these things, right? How does someone uh, go from, you know, Assumably, a sweet innocent child to someone particularly to evil? How, how does someone go from kind of not doing bad things to doing bad things? Like, what's that progression? And I think that AI would be an interesting um, case study. Well, fast forward uh, to about um, maybe a year later. Um, and there was the MLADS. Microsoft uh, has an internal conference called the Machine Learning and Data Science Summit. And that was the, that was really, you've heard us talk about this on Data Driven quite a bit, but that was really kind of my aha moment that data data science is, um, is a, got me into data science really, right? So, and really kind of accelerated my interest in the field. And there was a talk, basically, Tay, kind of a, what went wrong, like a post mortem of, you know, what went wrong. And and I'm being very careful because, you know, everything in there was kind of confidential. But ultimately, it was this notion that um, they were trying to train, a adversarial environment, which is to say that, um, and this really kind of got me thinking about this, got me thinking about ethics, got me thinking about security in training your AI models. And and we're seeing this kind of writ large now with GPT and some of the concerns that folks have brought up. And, um, oh, thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That was the, um, I, I've seen the light moment that kicked off data driven and and all of this and um, all of which you see before you. Um. So basically, it was kind of like a discussion of, and it was kind of a you know some confidential stuff talking about Tay and things like that. And Tay has been kind of um on the our soft has been kind of a punchline, even inside. Right? People will be like, oh, you know, Tay this, Tay that. Um. And Tay went from being kind of you know model after a you know. Millennial teen, I suppose, is what they were. Or Gen Z, um, to kind of, I mean, a raging uh, <laughs> misanthrope, um, pretty quickly, um, and it's an interesting study, I think, in, in behavior. But we were everyone with a blue badge was told, thou shalt, thou shalt not talk about Tay." Right. Um, so it was very interesting internally, at least in the field from where I was. Tay was never really talked, um, and we were basically had a gag order put on us about that. And this was an interesting kind of discussion with the people who worked on um, on the project. And, uh, you know, well, we didn't expect we would be in an adversarial environment. And really kind of the presentation really talked about what goes into an AI um, can be a security risk. And that really got me thinking that really made me start thinking about this. And what what kind of triggered it was this gentleman in Berlin who, you know, took a wagon full of smartphones uh, and cr- created a traffic on Google Maps. now, is that true? I mean, people have kind of um, been quest, you know, wanting the source and things like that. But I, I've heard about a couple of other things. I haven't tried it. I don't have, I have two phones. I don't have 97 others to spare and give it a sh- Although, um, but I suspect that, one, this is um, um, this is not only possible. Um, yeah, thank goodness ChatGPT is neutral. This is actually coming up. Like, this is coming up when you certain things, it will kind of give you answers that are, you know, depending on your point of view, either biased or neutral. And this is not new, right? Bias is something that has been talked about for a number of years, whether it's, you know, uh, Gender bias, uh, racial bias. In fact, um, Victoria spearheaded a uh, Red Hat support for a uh project that's going on, um, in regards to Latin America and kind of gender and AI bias, right? Um, and um, this is not a new concept, although, as we build these new models that get more and more, and more complex, they're going to come up more and more, and unless we can address it and really think about it in a, in a way that, uh, I don't have all the answers. Right. You know, uh, but I think we need to start thinking about this as a security problem, right? Uh, it, the idea that, uh, the input data is a attack surface, right? And if you don't think of it that way, you just, a lot of data science projects, they come from this idea that it happens very much disconnected right? You know, data scientists, they go off, they gather their data. First, you get the data, right, Andy? Um, And they get the data and then they, they kind of look for patterns. Now, what if there is a better that goes in and spoils kind of the input batch, right? Think of this like cooking, right? If I'm baking a bunch of cookies, someone puts poison in the dough. I bake the cookies, I package them, I push them out I distribute them. Now that poison, is everywhere and I think we have to start thinking AI and training AI models in a very similar way. I, um, we're seeing this happen, you know, unintentionally, right, when we int- unintentionally inject bias in the systems and it happens, right, t- t- to the degree of which it happens, I mean that's, you know, that's a discussion for another day, but it does happen. I think I think we can, we can agree on the existence of the problem, the severity of the problem I think is um, uh, subjective, but, um, but it, it can happen. And what we're seeing is the potential of, uh, as we rely more and more on algorithms to run uh, everything from, you know, customer service interactions, uh, financial transactions, making these decisions, I think we have a very large uh, security problem, right? How do we take in the input data and vet it, right? How do we know it's true? How do we know it's neutral? right? What does even neutral mean, right? That that's, that's a whole other thread to pull on. Um, how do we make sure there's no bias in it, or at least meet the bias, we measure the bias? Uh, what, what does that look like? But I think that we're seeing this happen now because obviously chat GPT has taken all the oxygen out of the room, right? But you're seeing other competing systems being built. And what's that going to look like? What are they going to be training on? Right? Because it, AI has turned into kind of what the IoT world is, right? In terms of security, right? The in F- IoT stands for security. And yeah, exactly. Um, AI, are we gonna say that now that the SNA stands for security, right? Or fair at the F in AI stands for fair data, right? Or clean data or safe data. Uh what's that gonna look like, right? Because everyone now is rushing to, you know beat chat gpt or at least peed in that space we're seeing kind of you know what i thought was kind of an, an impending ai winter uh, apparently is coming into a red hat red hot not red hat <laughs> red hot red hot um ai summer right in the sense everybody is trying to compete right and google has barred um uh, and there was some drama about it making a mistake and that hit the stock you know price and things like that but a step back and 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 look at the big picture and the general thing, I'm seeing something very similar to the idea of IoT, right? They were compensated by if it shipped with security flaws, well, so be it. Um, That has come to bite us somewhere where we sit. Um, That has come to be a problem and I I worry that this is now going to that mentality of ship the model, push the model out, um, is going to kind of be in the ai space so and again i think there's there's definitely safeguards we can put in right whether it's obvious um uh securing the input data right um i went uh, from um uh someone who's was both in the blockchain and ai space talking about um you know what if we use blockchain technology to kind of uh basically do a checksum on data right to make sure it hasn't been tampered with um now that's an interesting idea there's a lot of uh, governance would have to go in and to make that real and make it effective, uh, but it's an interesting idea. And I also think that uh, this is really kind of the the poster child for ML ops, right? So ML ops being this idea of taking the DevOps process, right, where you can have multiple iterations and bug fixes all kind of pushed out in in you manage. Instead of kind of a, a manual process of managing your developers and your operations, right, um, you make it a more of a, a process centric and automate as much of it as possible. And MLOps is basically the same thing, right? Instead of producing code, uh, data scientists produce models. These models go to production. They're monitored for drift and sway and all sorts of other problems. And then, um, you know, once there's some, uh, an issue detected, it's then retrained. And then redeploy, right? So that that whole type of process, we have AI has that advantage over something like um, over something like um, um, IoT, where with IoT you actually have to get the code to these physical devices, uh, which is um, uh, not always easy. Not everybody patches it. With models, there is at least the hope that you can have better governance over how these models are trained and updated. Um, I say hope because it, it really depends on who owns it and how that works. There's definitely a lot to take in in regards to that. But I just wanted folks to get out, I want to get us, I want to get out there and say, hey, you know, this is a problem. We have to start looking at the input data for these models. Um, um, any data science project really, the input data. Has the potential of being an attack surface, and as we build more and more of these models, with you know, with the interest of speed and time to market, we also have to think about this, right? And also, it's also the right thing to do in terms of bias and um, you know problems that will uh, infect the model later on. So with that, I'm going to end the podcast, and um, I'll do the outro for that. Thanks for listening to Data Driven, and be sure to like, subscribe. Wherever you listen to us, whether that's YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or just the plain old RSS feed. One last thing. Have you seen my new show, Buzzwords with Bailey? It's on YouTube and we're thinking about making it a podcast show all its own. Thanks for listening to Data Driven.